if you're going to clap first, you have to you have to run this conversation. That's how this works. Oh, does it? You have now? to edit this episode now. send my clap <laughs> actually no i'll edit the episode is that really what you want <laughs> you really want to put our listeners through that i mean i think it would be very amusing to see what you would do i would love like, to do if, this if sometime, you would even but not bother syncing up the tracks or if you just oh, take I would it do that <laughs> i'm not gonna just like drop them in on top of each other <laughs> 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 i like try to do it as bad as possible <laughs> I mean, yeah. There, there's always there's a there's a large spectrum of how much editing one can do. Like, I, there are lots of podcasts that I listen to where you know it's a it's a weekly like news show. They're they're much longer than ours. You know, they're mm-hmm. two to three times as long as what we do. And for that reason, they don't want to take forever editing everything quite as carefully as I tend to. And so you could just mm-hmm. make quick notes of, oh we talked over each other at this point. You know, you can just make notes of big things and then yeah. just edit those out. Mark um, said the ass word at 427. Exactly. But the other reason that that works is that those people have been podcasting for longer than we are and are better at not doing things that you would like to edit out in the first place. Mm-hmm. So that tends to help. Hence why I tend to edit a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more than I t- that I typically want to take out. Yeah. So things that I wanted to talk about. First thing, I decided what my next journal would be. Oh yeah. Because I am I'm only ten pages away from finishing my current moleskin one. That, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, is like fine for establishing the habit, but there is so much bleed through that I can only use one page at like one sheet of paper. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't use both sides of a sheet, in other words. Um, so I'm going through it pretty quickly anyway. And so I decided, after a bit of deliberation, I got an, as we already discussed, I got an A5-sized one, uh, but a Rodia, um, I think it's a, they call it the web notebook. So it's like a hardcover notebook with a little elastic band thing to like keep it closed. Mm-hmm. But the cover itself is sort of like soft touch. I think it's like 96 pages or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm rolling with next. Did you say what the ruling is or did I miss, miss uh, it? It is lined at whatever, however they do it. I don't know what okay. that is. I don't yeah. know if they have options beyond just like if it's lined, it's just lined. However it is. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I was thinking about, like, I have, I, I had mentioned a notebook to you the other time, a thing called the Subtle Notebook, um, that I do like, and I have a spare one, but I wasn't sure if I liked the idea of Doc Grid for a journal. Mm-hmm. I'm not inherently against it, it just kind of throws me off a little bit, so I went with a lined one, and if I have misgivings about this one, in a few months I can always switch to a different one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's that neat um in other important news as i i don't remember if i said this on the podcast but i i've told you about my comical start issues where i can't access comical start on the university network for some reason yes it's not fixed yet but i did finally send an email to the it people and i got a notification a few days ago that they opened up a ticket for it 
Ooh. So there's no promise that that will mean it will get resolved at all. But hopefully I'm at least, you know, I'm starting the process, getting the gears turning a little bit. Yeah. Uh, someone's asking the work. questions of, someone's asking the questions of why the heck does this dude want to access this website so badly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so that's hopefully going to get fixed at some point. I don't have to sit here with my phone on the entire time with the show notes open on my phone. Um, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Do you so, want to it the entire time? I mean, no. Not to, like, critique but I don't, I don't want to, like, unlock it and stuff. You know, it's just annoying. It's easy to just have it in front of me. So. Because, you know, things move fast here. You never know when, when something's going to happen. Oh, yeah. We're, we're some fast-paced... Fast-paced, unpredictable Oh, folks. unpredictable is right. Also, remind me, I need to make banana bread after this. <laughs> I made Could you some... have predicted that? killer banana chocolate chip muffins last week oh you should have mailed me one i just like i was just having a real penchant for them i don't remember i think aaron it was aaron's idea to make banana bread in general because we had lots of frozen bananas because aaron likes them for smoothies but aaron mentioned oh you know we could make some banana bread and i was like cool can it be banana chocolate chip because that is what i vastly prefer she said sure um and then we realized or i think i just decided that i wanted muffins just because it's a nice little single serving sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And just found some random recipe online that turned out to be very good. I was very pleased. Um, baking tends to make me a little <laughs> nervous. Like, I'm always afraid that I'm going to screw something up irreparably. Mm-hmm. At least baking from actual component ingredients. The I think the only thing that I'm very confident in is baking cookies. But yeah. muffins, I'm never quite sure what's going to happen. And we don't have, like, muffin liners or anything. So it's like, okay, is our muffin tin going to, like, get real sticky? Like, what's going to happen here? Uh, luckily, everything turned out just, just perfect. They were so good. Dangerously good. Mm-hmm. So I can, I'll do my best to remind you. Banana bread is good. Ooh, it's, oh, gosh. Hmm. Oh, I just noticed. So I... When you started talking about stuff, I, know I said, like, why don't you mail me some? And I was like, I wonder if, like, you can actually, like, according to the rules, mail people food. And yeah, I, I should have looked that up. Oh, I've broken some big rules. I'm going to jail now. Like, this you, podcast is going to be used in my trial. You mailed a cabbage. Shh! Don't incriminate me further. And they, and they literally told you how to do it at the post office. So I can't imagine you were breaking many rules. It's not I like didn't you tell went them said, that the hey. box contained a package, or a, <laughs> that the box contained a cabbage. Oh, I thought you did. I thought you. I, oh no! I literally thought that you walked in with like a cabbage, and you were like, "How should I mail this?" <laughs> no, I, I walked in for the last cabbage, two years. <laughs> I walked in with a cabbage pre-boxed mm. uh, because I foresaw there may be problems <laughs> with mailing cabbage. I just didn't know that there was, like, not a way that the USPS would you can, do it. You can definitely, ma- like, no one, like, people mail, like, food care packages to people. You can mail food. So like, people mail be, treats to each other. Technically, it has to be non-perishable. Well, like whatever. Like, an example they give is lettuce of, like, something you can't mail. Hmm. And, like, let's be honest, that's just, like, slightly different cabbage. True. But, you Actually, know, if you... Is, but if cabbage kind of rots, it basically becomes sauerkraut at that point. So who cares? Oh, well, literally. Well, not actually. No, that's, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> so I guess, no, I won't mail you a muffin. But yeah. I could mail you muffin in in like a, a mold. And by mold, I mean like a, like, like a, 
I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of what I'm I'm trying to say. Like a cast I'm, of a muffin. Oh, I so could like encase the shape it in of a something. Muffin. Yeah, I could encase it in amber for you. And then ship it. That's non perishable. More or less. Yeah. It's an art piece, really. That sounds good to me. Yeah. What's anyway, what? how are you doing? <laughs> you know what? I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Um Doing anything fun for Valentine's Day, Grant? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody asked me this earlier in the week, yeah, and my response was, "Oh wait, when's Valentine's Day again?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any any uh, specific plans that I'll share about on this podcast at the moment. Okay, uh, no, I I don't have any plans at the moment. Really, I'm just trying to make it sound spicy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I part of me is considering. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. That's too <laughs> weird. That's more high school weird, Grant. What? Um, so, I don't know if you were ever aware of this, but in high school, as a joke, on Valentine's Day, I set up a fancy, like, candlelit dinner with a calculus textbook. <laughs> I have a vague memory of this. Cause our Either calculus... because you told me about it in past years, or because I just knew this. Yeah, because our calculus teacher told us to... Make sure we have a nice date with our calculus textbook on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So there's a tiny part of me that's like, oh, it'd be funny if I did that with like another textbook. Uh, but I also I'm like, it's really not funny enough for the amount of work it would take. <laughs> that's fair. You could do it as a plant. It's not. It's not that doing it with an object. It's just like doing it. Period. Fair enough. Like to be honest, if I did it, I'd probably do it with like four different things, so I could just save the pictures for subsequent years <laughs> just stage it and just swap out a couple different things <laughs> it wouldn't be that hard and like who's that's gonna true. remember what your valentine's dinner looked like that's true unless they're like oh show them the one from a couple years ago i really liked that one and then they're like identical <laughs> yeah okay that'd probably be not great um <laughs> that's funny okay, i gotta freaking sorry i gotta put my phone on do not disturb i'm very sorry so popular grant no got popular it, grant tonight no it's uh there we go uh it's like group messages hmm. and i was mentioned once so i was paying attention to it and then i it changed topics so now i'm definitely not gonna be mentioned again so it's all fine sure i gotcha but i yeah, went how what <laughs> what were you gonna say Matt. you go ahead buddy <laughs> Oh my gosh, today I saw a video of a sheepdog, like, clearing a traffic jam of sheep in, like, a... New Zealand, probably. Sheep sheep penning area in probably, yeah, New Zealand or something. Mm -hmm. It was was pretty neat. That's That's all I got. Nice. That's all, folks. (laughs) I did not see that video. But I did, so Aaron and I went to the Apple store today because (gasps) a few months ago, Aaron dropped her phone and broke the glass on the back of it. Whoopsie doodles. And finally went, was able to go in to deal with it. Was hoping to just get it replaced, but due to the various silicon shortages, they are not so eager to replace things if they can repair them. Oh. Uh, And so, you know, 
I dropped her off at the Apple store. It's a, it's like a 10 minute drive kind of in the middle of the city. Union Square is the area. I've never been there, but it's ba- well, now I have, but up until today I'd never been there and it's basically it's it's the really fancy retail area of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So there's like, you know, Louis Vuitton and Neiman Marcus and all these oh. sorts of places, right? Louis Vuitton. Yeah. But there's also an Apple store, which is cool. It's like a two-floor <laughs> Apple store. Two-floor Apple store. Like, they have a huge, you know, just like your typical Apple store, the front of it is just all glass, right? But on mm-hmm. both levels, the glass can, like, retract so that it's completely open to the air on one side. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds completely unnecessary, but okay. Eh, whatever. In other case, so we were there. I dropped Aaron off at first. She thought that she would just be able to get her phone replaced. That that was the impression she was put under when she made this appointment. But then she lets me know, never mind. It's going to be repaired. It's going to take like an hour, hour and a half. You can come, you know, back and wait a second if you want. What? Apple's repairing a device that they sold someone. Yeah. This sounds. Are you sure you weren't at like the Microsoft store? This sounds like the most anti-Apple thing ever. Apple will gladly repair things for a large cost or if you have apple care for a slightly smaller cost yeah that's not they've been doing that for years they they never gladly repair <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> oh wait is that wait what are the words i'm not allowed to say again uh that's one of them oh dang it i'm sorry anyway uh they are repairing the back of her iphone which takes a whole you know chunk of time oh wait is the back yeah oh i'm sorry i I just heard broken, and I just assumed that it was the front. No. Uh, she has a screen protector. No, it was the back that fell, and, the, and she has, like, the iPhone, you know, the Pro version, so the back is not metal. It is glass. I think, yeah. actually, all of them are glass right now, but in either case, hers is glass. Mm. It broke. Um, Mine isn't. Well, I know, but you don't have, like, the, a modern iPhone. You have a cheap iPhone. <laughs> what do you mean? I have the current generation of the iPhone that I have. Yes, I, I'm aware. Anyway. Uh, what, you, you, you know what I'm, I'm saying. You're not hip and cool like the kids? The, the annually revised uh, versions of the iPhone, the current annually revised version, they all have glass backs, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, it broke. Aaron went in. It was getting replaced. So oh, I, I, just, I didn't want to drive back there because parking is pretty limited. I didn't know what the whole situation was going to be. Um, so I biked back there. And biking to a new area in the city, it, it can be fun. But the two main things about, well, they're kind of intertwined. It's hilly. So you need to kind of hope that whatever you're using for your directions, I tend to use Google, will give you something that's not going to destroy you. In terms of these hills. Because I like to know if I can avoid using an electric bike, I try to because I get, uh, I have like a lift thing that gets me free rides on the regular bikes it, with throughout the city, like city bikes. And there are electric ones, I get a discounted rate on those, but if I don't have to pay, I'd prefer not to. So I took a regular bike, and then as I'm riding, I can't like look at my phone, so I'm using, I have like headphones in. And Google is giving me, like, voice directions, right? And because of the topography of the city with the hills, you get some weird, you get multiple grid patterns across the city that make it, make some very weird intersections. 
so I ended up taking a slightly incorrect turn a couple of times, going up much bigger hills without bike lanes than I would have wanted to do. Uh, Dang. <laughs> but ended up there. It was fine. Uh, I, I find Erin in, in a little park nearby. Um, luckily, I knew approximately where she was going to be because she didn't have a phone at that time. So, uh, But I ah. found her. We went back in. They were like, here's your phone. And then we realized, oh, it, in order to get back, like, Aaron, we didn't want to bike back. Erin was not at all prepared to bike at all, you know, with what she was wearing and stuff, like, because I just dropped her off in a car. And we assumed that I would pick her up in a car. And uh, so, like, okay, we're not going to bike, so we want to, like, take public transit or whatever. But in order to do that, Erin needs her phone to be able to pay for things, because that's where all of her, like, credit is on. And so we had to sit there as the phone, like, had to, you know restore from the backup but before it would restore from the backup it was like oh there's a software update that we have to install before we go any further in this process and so you know it takes a while eventually everything downloads for this software update and it's and it looks like it's about to go and then it says oh sorry your phone needs to be charged to at least 50 percent to do the software update while wirelessly charging <sighs> and, and all this and all the chargers around at this apple store were the magsafe chargers which is what the <sighs> more modern iphones use and so we had to like go ask someone hey can you get us a lightning cable so we can just charge the phone normally we don't have to so we don't have to wait here for who knows how long because the other thing is while you're sitting there staring at the screen telling you that it won't update until you're at 50 percent you can't do the swipe down from the top right to check the actual battery percentage what and yeah and by default apple doesn't show you the battery percentage so all you see is just like the charging green battery thing and you have no real sense of how charged up it is you don't know yeah, how long it's going to take you here we go the apple crap is back here we go yeah and this so finally i'm used to and so you know we plug in the thing and then we go back and and we go back and then we try to because we plugged it in to a wire and it was still stuck on the screen saying, hey, we won't update while you're below 50% while wirelessly charging. So we hit the back button, and then we go back, and then it wouldn't let us get back. Aaron has previously done the beta program, like for iOS betas, and uh, we were trying to download the non-beta version, and that's what we did download the first time. But then when we went back, to try and go in, it wouldn't let us get back to that screen. It kept pushing us to the beta one. Even when we clicked, don't enroll, don't keep me enrolled in beta. And then it confirms, do you want to continue with the beta? Do you want to not continue with the beta? And you hit, I do not want to continue with the beta. And it's like, cool, we're ready to download the beta. Um, and so the time that we had spent waiting for the previous update to download didn't matter because we had to download this new one because that's all it would let us do. So all in all, I dropped Aaron off a little bit before 10 a.m. this morning and i think we left the apple store around 12 15 or 12 30 that's worse than the dmv <laughs> are you kidding me that's worse than the dmv during covid i mean strictly like if i had just followed aaron's instructions to a certain extent and like if i decided not to bike back and just waited and she was like okay hey, i'm ready i have my phone Right, because she she could have been she could have found a way to like contact me, um, mm -hmm. some other way. Right, she has her Apple Watch or whatever. Like, or they would have let her call me or whatever. 
you know, we would have figured it out. I could have just Emailed come and picked her up on a computer. and then all of the phone stuff would have just happened at home. But because I had biked there and I was like, well, we need to take public transit. So we want to get the whole thing set up and it just, uh, and it just took forever. So that was, hmm. a, that was our entire morning. I mean, it was fine. Again, it's a very nice area of the city. It's a very nice Apple store. Like it wasn't a terrible experience. Um, I remember, so I remember now why I started talking about this at all. About an hour, 45 minutes probably into us sitting there, right? We're up on the second floor, which is where the Genius Bar is. Downstairs is where all of the regular retail stuff goes, where they have all the devices available. Uh And then the top floor is where the Genius Bar is, where you sit around at empty tables. And a good chunk of our way into sitting there, in comes a person with their little corgi. So we got to see this corgi. I was talking about because you talked about your dog video. So we saw this corgi and it was kind of like the more black colored, like black and white and yellow colored ones. But it also had some weird coloration around its eyes. Like it had like a mostly white and brown face. But then immediately around its eyes were a black rings and then stripes that went from the left and right of its eyes back that made it look like it had eyeglasses on. It was very funny. <laughs> so... That was my Grant story for the day. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a Grant story. That ended so great. Uh, so, there oh, you I go. I love the ending. It was very cute. See, that's a nice thing about a city, though. Like, you walk it's around, adorable. there's lots and lots of dogs around to go just see. Yeah. So, so whenever you get out here, you know, I can do a little dog tour. <laughs> oh, don't tempt me, babe. I, I will tempt you. We like to have visitors. Temptress, no. you know what else is tempting mark reading the 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 griswells by bill shore shore by bill shore uh and so we got uh the the bear and the uh, the rabbit or something uh the bear the bears walk up to the rabbit and holding the shoe it says I found this old shoe in the middle of the road a few minutes ago. Where do you suppose the other one is? Replies the rabbit. Bear, throwing the shoe over his shoulder like some salt when he's looking for luck. Oh, the guy I snatched it from was still wearing it when he disappeared over the horizon. Oh, that sucks. I do not. Running with one shoe is honestly, (laughs) like, one of the worst things. Like, I would rather run barefoot on, like a beach that's got a bunch of broken glass on it then no that's not true (laughs) (laughs) it's funny you say that though so i was this is not why i picked this comic but you saying that just toggled this in my mind just like a week ago i was about to go leave to do something and then i think i just realized i forgot something and at the time that i realized i forgot something i had tied one shoe on and so uh, I walk back into the apartment and go, I think maybe I went to the bathroom, grabbed my wallet, who knows, right? But it was like, mm-hmm. you know, at least 30, 30 to 60 seconds of doing something to walking around with one shoe and just walking around whatever. I put on my second shoe and started walking and everything felt wrong for like a minute. <laughs> like my brain rapidly adjusted to the one shoe situation. And once I put a second shoe back on, like my like gait felt really awkward. What? Yeah, I don't. I can't. I can't really explain it. it almost, like you almost know when you're like walking kind of funny, and it almost feels like your knees are like moving at the wrong pace. 
you know, mm-hmm. when you get kind of like wobbly knees in some way and the gait just feels a little off. I don't, I don't know. It was hard to explain. Like it only, it only lasted a short moment in the grand scheme of things, but it was just very weird. But what I wanted to talk to you about, Grant, is experiences you've had and ways you've tried to mitigate of, of losing one of a pair of things. Oh. The most obvious thing is socks, but I'm willing to expand it to literally anything. Gosh, what have I lost pairs of? Um, huh. Well, I'll just start with socks because that's the easiest one. I have a single sock that has, I think, or no, I think I'm going to throw them away. I After the episode, I'll check to see if I still have them. I at one point had a single sock stuffed with like 10 other individual socks that don't match any other socks. <laughs> and like some of them aren't even my socks. Like this uh-huh. dates all the way back to undergrad. Like... I I don't honestly know why I did it. Like, looking back, it seems like a crazy thing to do. Like, these aren't even my socks. Why am I keeping them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, more, most of them were my socks, for sure. But, yeah. so I've done that. But other pairs of things that I've lost. Like, hmm. Pairs of things that I've lost. First of all, let's start with socks, because I think that that's the obvious place, right? Like, over time, do you notice the loss of a single sock? And is that something that frustrates you? Or do you kind of get past that pretty quickly? Over time, like, I don't know. Like, I noticed that crap immediately. Mm-hmm. The second it happens, I know. Well, yep. like, the day it happens, I know. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the week. I don't always fold my laundry <laughs> the same day, to be honest. I fold it within the week normally, except uh-huh. for last week or two weeks ago because I left it till this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I'm spiraling, dude! I'm spiraling. That's ah. no, right. You can fine. you can talk to Erin about that. She's very much the same. Yeah. No, I folded all my laundry this weekend, so now I got my crab together. Uh huh. We won't talk about the past few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was the original question? <laughs> I don't know, just like yeah, so you've talked about how quickly you notice. Like, is that? But is it something that like frustrates you? Do you go try to find the sock? Do you just kind of let it go eventually? Um, like, what's your approach? So, it immediately makes me incredibly uh, irrationally frustrated, mm-hmm. and then I just am like, it's probably like dropped behind my laundry basket, or like it's probably like in my apartment somewhere, and I just forgot to grab it. So I'll wait till next time. But if I do laundry again and it doesn't turn up, then I just like get very frustrated and then in like an immense feeling of defeat, I throw away the sock. Okay. Interesting. Because if it doesn't show up two weeks in a row, it's not showing up. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's probably fair. That's the feeling. I, it's it's like a, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, I'm not, I don't know when I started getting frustrated by it, but it did not start any later than the first time I bought a uh, a set of socks where the left and right socks were labeled. Ooh. And so that immediately ticks me off to anything weird going on. But I went, I think my entire time that I was in San Diego, I never lost a sock. Mm-hmm. And then it was only in the last month that I finally lost a sock here. But it's much more dire here because we have a communal laundry room. Mm. So if you're not able to find it the day that you do your laundry, the odds of it reappearing are very slim. (laughs) 
figgity figgity <laughs> messed up. Yes. So that is definitely something that gets on my nerves. But it's like I take, you know, I'm I'm always so like careful in terms of like, you know, I know how these communal wash washing machines work, where there's like the rubber gasket lip thing that you have to look underneath in case something hides there. Um, same with the dryer, like poking your head up, making sure that you're like collecting everything correctly, all the stuff. Mm-hmm. But it finally, got the better of me. It was it was a sad day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about so? We can we can be broader than a pair. What about what about losing something from a set? Oh, that's worse than losing a pair. Yeah. Like like losing a big set of something or is well losing an the, item from a yeah, set. Yeah, yeah. Like like a drill bit from a set of drill bits or mm. or breaking. Yeah. Something yeah. from a set. It's the freaking cuz like okay, I lose a sock, like, I can throw away the other sock and then I'll forget about it in a week and it's not that big of a deal because, like, mm-hmm. that pair of socks realistically costs, like, a, f- a buck or two mm-hmm. or ten, maybe, if it's a good pair of socks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, if you break something from a set of something expensive, it's, like, soul-crushing. Yeah. There's that constant reminder of the missing, like, empty slot or empty, like, hole in whatever set it is that just it eats at you and it just drives you mad and it's it's the reason you go to bed crying for weeks on end you know no doubt no doubt a month and a half ago i broke a broke a drill bit in my drill bit set uh-huh. and i was so sad i was so irrationally sad until i noticed that it's the single drill bit in the entire set that it has a duplicate of the size. Oh, it was wow. like it was like Zeus was smiling down upon me. I, I think that's just good design for the drill bit set. I guess I I have no idea how that happened. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I didn't even know that there were duplicates. There was a duplicate size in that set until I broke it. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh wait, why does the one next to it also say one eighth? Wait, funny. wait, are there two one eighths? <laughs> nice. And yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think, I mean, the thing where it's become more prevalent for me, because, you know, we have our toolkit that doesn't really resonate with me because we use it so infrequently. Nothing there is going to break, and we're unlikely to lose anything. I mean, it's possible, but it's not something that I've dealt with, I don't think. But discs have become that for me. Mm. Like, I still want to be precious about my discs. I don't want to lose them. And then anytime I do, like, I was, I I brought Aaron disc golfing with me last weekend. And we, we were both there, like, Aaron was watching my shots. Uh, I know, I, I will admit, and she probably would too, I don't think she was watching the shot super closely, or at least she wasn't in a good spot to see how everything ended up. But I threw a disc, and it, like, hit a tree, and I thought I saw it fall down. And we looked around the, like, general area of this thing together, for like 10 minutes and didn't find it mm. and like there weren't that like it wasn't it didn't like go into like a wall of trees like it was there's one big tree in the middle of a fairway and it mm-hmm. hit that and it's like there weren't that many places for it to be and we just couldn't find it at all and that's just like ugh, it's so frustrating uh, to lose something in plain sight and have it be one that like you like throwing like i've had this disc it was one of my first like good discs mm-hmm 
you know, like I had my starter set discs, which I don't use at all anymore because they're starter set discs. So they broke in really fast and now they suck. And so this was one of my first like replacements of the cheap discs to get like a, a nicer version of that disc. Right. And I've used it now for many months and then I lost it and I was so sad. Mm-hmm. So that sort of stuff is frustrating. And especially with discs, there's a specific, and I think this is true of a lot of different stuff. Like it could be true of if you have like a set of pencils or pens or whatever, where you can in theory replace it, but it doesn't really replace it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's similar, but it's not the same. Like I could buy a new mold of this disc, which I did end up doing because it's like a useful type of disc to have. But you throw it the first time, you're like, this isn't the same disc. Like, it is different. I have to, like, use it for months to get it to the point where that other one was at. And even then, it might not still be quite the same. Because there's enough variance in how this stuff works. So, yeah. It's a bummer when it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True that. Hmm. So, um, this has almost nothing... This has basically literally nothing to do with my comic. But I do think you'll get a kick out of the story real quick. I was, uh, we had had some weirdness with our dishwasher where a couple times it didn't clean things quite as well as it should have. One time I opened it up and uh, you know how I, I, I'm sure every dishwasher is somewhat different, but I'm sure there's some commonalities. There's like a, there's a telescoping piece of plastic in the middle that shoots up, right? And whatever it does. And when I opened up the dishwasher, it was not all the way down. It was, like, sticking out at an angle in a weird way. And I was like, well, that's very strange. And so I, you know, I'm able to, like, get it back into its lowered position like it should go when it's done being used. And I go looking around, trying to figure out what the heck this is. Like, what went wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how could this happen? Because it wasn't, like, it wasn't going through the center hole of the bottom rack. It was going through, like, a side of the middle rack, or the bottom rack. Like, very weird. And I look around, and then I, all of a sudden, I see in the middle of this thing, kind of where the drain is, there's this small, thin metal cylinder with a little bit of threading on one end, and, like, a little key ring on the other end. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, what the heck is this? Right? Is this something that's a part of the dishwasher that fell out? Like, did it make the telescoping thing unstable? And that's how it managed to go out at such a weird... Like, I don't know what this thing is, right? And so I start Googling this. Um, I I searched exactly metal pin middle of dishwasher, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I come across... A Reddit post that had... Oh, no. I'm going to put a link to it in the Skype chat. It had a picture of this little metal pin, this little metal cylinder thing, with a $20 bill for scale, apparently. Oh, And they're saying, right, I found found this... So just look at the main picture and the the title of the post, right? Uh Uh-huh. Sorry, I just got chills. Are you are you looking at it? Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. Do you have any thoughts immediately about what this is? A grenade? Without looking no, at anything not a else? grenade. Um, why is it threaded on one end? Is it threaded or is that just? Wait, let me look at the picture. To see if I can it's, get. There's bigger. a threading on. Yeah, that's threaded. 
Wait, what like the? It's, it screws into something. Now, look at the top comment. First of all, it has your exact same comment, which is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that until just now. <laughs> oh! Alright, so, so it says... It's the handle from a collapsible steamer basket, like what you yeah. use for vegetables. Yeah. And sure enough, I go into our drawer where we have a steamer basket, and I look at it, and I'm like, huh, there's no handle on this thing right now. Hey. And we haven't used that thing for months. Months. <laughs> so this handle, like, this I somehow is... missed that it wasn't in there anymore, that it wasn't in the steamer basket. Mm-hmm. And then that thing's just been in the dishwasher for who knows how long. <laughs> Like ridiculous. Probably and I took it out clean. and then things worked a lot better the next time. So it actually looked kind of gross. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know that's fair. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that is, uh, I thought you might enjoy that story. It was very, it was a very weird sequence of events, particularly finding this exact Reddit post that immediately answered my question. Oh, look at Mr. Moneybags with the 20 for scale. <laughs> that's my favorite part of this whole thing. Breaking cat news by Georgia Dunn. And we have a white cat sitting at a news desk with a little mug to their left, a little heart on it. You can see its tail poking up from behind the desk as well. They're kind of shuffling a stack of papers right in front of them. And they are saying... Local artist creates Valentine's Day-themed art from items around the house. And we uh, snap to a live reporter uh, with the Cat News Network uh, logo on their microphone. They're wearing quite the shirt um, with... I I can't quite tell what's on it. Some weird pattern. And it looks like a little bit of a tie. It's a brown cat. And they are saying... Tommy here, live on the scene with the artist herself. And he is gesturing with his left paw over to the artist. Uh, A a lovely um, dressed little cat uh, with a little uh, beret. And she is holding something with some hearts on it. And she says, hello. Tommy says, Sophie, what can you tell us about this piece? And Sophie, with sort of a a smug artist grin on her face, she's very satisfied with what this is. She says, It's made entirely out of socks, Thomas. These socks are all missing their match. And we see she is holding now this heart-shaped, this thing with some hearts on it is indeed a pink sock, and there's a red sock. Uh, In the next frame, we zoom out to see a circle of various colored socks. Um, and she's, Sophie continues, parted by laundry, they each wait until the day they will be reunited again, a pair once more. And Tommy holds up a matching sock to the original one with hearts on it saying, Ooh, I found this one behind the couch. And Sophie also enthused says, it's an interactive piece. Well, this is scary, Grant. I, yeah. So I need to be very clear. I chose this comic before we started recording the episode. I had not looked at your comic yet. And I also want to be very clear. This is not like a foot fetish podcast or nothing like that. (laughs) Not yet. 
not, no, episode no, 200 is coming not, up quickly. This is not and will not ever be as long as I'm a part of it. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, but Mark, if that's your thing, find another friend to do this with. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, that's kind of freaky, to be honest. Uh, it is. I'll be honest, I hadn't really thought about how freaky this was until you started reading my comic. <laughs> I kind of put out of my mind what my comic was about. Um, <laughs> oh, now I'm very flustered. Um, <laughs> oh, gosh. Now, my, my question is about, about fancy socks. Okay. So, here, I'll... I'll I know we've talked I'll, about this before. Start and end this quickly. Uh, I know you like a lot of things on your socks right you like fun dress socks you're lame Uh, and i'm very lame yes uh but i did get a pair of nice (gasps) socks for christmas i got a pair of bombas yo okay was there like some crazy marketing campaign in the twin cities or something because i got one too (laughs) i have no idea i know that my older sister got every single person in the family a pair of bombas and then like a gift card oh my god is your older sister my mom (laughs) could be uh but yeah so i mean they're a boring pair of gray bombas i will say they're they're not very exciting aaron has many pairs of bombas some of which are much more fun what do you think of them uh I haven't worn them yet. <laughs> it's been a month and a half, dude. Wear them tomorrow. Yeah, but the thing is, I, report I, have, I have socks that I wear for, like, regular stuff. I have some socks that I prefer to wear for certain exercise stuff. I have one pair of darn tough socks that I often wear for disc golfing. And I just, I have yet to figure out where these Bombas, which are, like, more expensive than my regular socks. I I don't know where they slot in yet, so I just haven't worn them yet. Oh my like they still have their tags on them. You I I will wear them. I just haven't come up with a reason to wear them yet. They're not in the rotation. Yeah, no, that's fair. You want to know something that I've been I that just made me think of is hmm. the I don't know this this might not be what you're doing. It's probably not what you're doing. But like the uh the it's not a not a uh the phenomena where you like buy something really nice but then you don't use it because it's nice and expensive i just think that's yeah. stupid like i know i do it sometimes but like whenever i notice myself doing it, i'm like this is stupid i'm gonna use this thing extra because it was expensive so i better get my money's worth of it i mean that's kind of how like writing products have been for me my entire life uh well that's not quite true in middle school i was a kid and so i like to just use the thing and I eventually reached a point in high school where I was afraid to use the thing, like, mm. just like you said. I'm slowly starting to recant that, but it's sort of, I feel like it is dependent on the, the like, um, field that this object is part of, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for disc golf, I have some cool discs that have cool, like, pictures on them or cool dies that make them way different than, like, a stock disc. Like, they're they're in essence, irreplaceable the way that they are, mm. right? But I do believe that discs are made for throwing, and so I'm going to throw the discs, right? Like, even if they are really cool, I still just want to use them. Mm-hmm. And because I've already started with that, it's easier for me to continue with that versus other things like writing, um, like journals and all this sort of stuff have like more historical baggage for me. So it's like harder to break out of that habit. Mm-hmm. 
So, and socks, never really thought about it. It's just sort of how it worked out. Like, I just, like, I put them back in my bag after I got them for Christmas, and then I just haven't worn them yet. They're just, like, over in my little shelf of things. I know exactly where they are. I just haven't worn them. Mm-hmm. Well, I want so. an update before episode 200. Uh, I'll do my best. That's all I can ask, I guess. Well, it won't be a foot fetish podcast. It will be a sock review podcast. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. No discussion of feet. Only the socks. You can wear them on your hands. Exactly. How good are they at being sock puppets? Yeah. Do they keep your fingers warm? That's like, right. In an emergency. Like, could you keep them in your car in an emergency? 